0: Uh, oh, it's funny. See, no coincidence, because that was the year my dad died. So it's like, say it's not weird. You just picked thirteen, and that was how old I was when he passed. Um. So if I was to think of my younger you know, it's funny because I've kind of always had, it, since I was a child, like, figured out confidence. That's mm-hmm. like that's something I actually never really struggled with. Um, grateful I've had a couple of other struggles, but never really that. Um, probably the biggest thing would be for me around finances. Like, like that's what I think there's not enough personal financing. It's like I would have been like save more money when you go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, do invest at a young age. Um, Like all of my tips, if I think about that myself, and then also go, um, if I knew stop trying to control everything.
1: All right, guys, this is a very special episode because today marks two years since i released the first none of your business podcast so this is going to be episode 113 with l patrol l works with some of the top brands in the industry right now and she's here to share a part of her story so go over and follow her at l patrol over on instagram everything will be in the show notes guys thank you again and Hope you guys enjoy this episode. I appreciate you guys who have been here this entire journey and who keep sharing this with everyone. So, if you could, again, just share this with a friend through your social media or through a text message, I would very much appreciate it, guys. Yeah. All right. So, welcome, Elle take two hey. of the None After Business podcast. We uh, are going to try and record this again. <laughs> so Elle, uh, welcome again to the show. I appreciate you taking the time. So who are you and what do you, who are you and what do you do?
2: Such a question. Um, I'm Elle. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I've lived in, just kind of give context about me, since I left high school. Um, I've lived in about 23 cities. So who am I? That's Basically, I am from New York originally, but I sound like from the South. So basically, I'm a walking um, <laughs> I guess you would say, all the time. But uh, with that being said, I currently work for a company called Brand Builders Group as the director of sales, and we help people build and monetize their personal brand. And so I'm um, really using their reputation to create revenue through um, speaking and podcasting and um, if they have a business already and they're just going to expand their reach and get more people to know about them, that
1: absolutely awesome. works. And with. how did you get into that?
2: Um. Well, I guess God. <laughs> so, um, about 2018, there we were at another company. The majority of a well, not the majority now, but at the time when we started, um, we were at another company, and um, myself and two other people were let go on the same day. And so it was unexpected um, to say the least. And uh, in Tennessee, you may or may not know this, you don't have to give a reason for letting someone go. Um, and I was a contractor at the time too. So um, with that, then someone else had left the company and there was a few other people that exited. And uh, we decided to start Brand Builders Group because there was a huge hole in the market for people that took a holistic approach to personal branding. Um, And so through that experience, it came like something that was so terrible and awful at the time, um, was probably one of the biggest blessings I've ever received Mm -hmm. in my life.
1: Okay. So if like somebody was going to come to you guys or come to you, like, what would be like three things that you would tell them to like, get started?
2: Um, commit to it like commit to the process. Um brand building is a process. There's a lot of one of my favorite things that Rory says is it's possible to do the Rory Baden, who's one of our co-founders, he's also a New York Times bestselling author. Um but one of the things he says it's possible to do the right thing at the wrong time. And so when you see a lot of people that come to us, they've already invested in um you know a course like learning how to create a course or learning how to become an instagram influencer or like learning writing a book and self publishing it and um or maybe they just built a website and so biggest thing is commit to the process um and there is a specific order to go in the second thing i would say is to be patient um there is also a lot of things out there like you know Make six figures in your first launch, which is doable. It is possible, right? Um, however, people expect to the number one of the number one questions I hear all the time is like, "Well, how long will it take?" Um, and that really depends on each person and their situation. So I think there's also an element of you have to be patient. You have to look at this as you're not just building a brand; you're building a business. And no one expects a business to be a seven figure business um, within six months. So why would you expect your brand to generate that? And there's like this, there's a lot of marketing that make people go like, make money with your brand and make it so easy. But essentially no one would ever say, build your business that quickly and everyone would think that's easy. It's just the context there. Um, The third thing I would say someone's coming to work with us is that um, you have to be on a mission. Like you have to want to create impact. Anytime a client comes to us just because they want to make money um, and they go, I just want to have freedom and make money. It's like, yeah, that's a byproduct of serving a lot of people. That's a byproduct of having a really awesome message to share that makes a difference in people's lives or offering a service or having a business that actually creates influence in someone else's life. Whether it's an insurance company, and you're just providing peace of mind, or if you have, um, We have a lot of financial advisors and attorneys. So it's like, if you're not doing your best to serve and impact your clients, um, build, there's no point in building a brand because your brand is based on your reputation. Your reputation is based on your results. So what results do you give clients? Like if you suck offline, you're gonna suck online. Like if you don't have great results, we probably can't help you too much. (laughs) Um, The other thing is reach. So with that, so reputation is your reach or your result times your reach. So um, that would be the other thing of going, how many people know about you and building that reach? We help you build your reach. Um, We help you get more results. But if you don't have anything great to start with, if you just suck, like we're not going to help you with that. Um, So I would say that's the other thing is just we work with mission driven messengers, people that want to make impact and influence others and do good. and. Um, It's not just about making money. It's about making an impact.
1: And so what does that do for you? Like, about helping people accomplish their goals, like, what does that do for you on the inside?
2: Oh, I mean, there's nothing more fun than seeing people. Like, I had a client last night, literally 10 o'clock text me, and she goes, I have three people that bought my course. I guess I need to start building it. (laughs) She was like, I feel validated. Like that was, it's, she finally feels validated in what she's, that what she does, people want to need. So just seeing that increase in confidence and boost because all along, everything she wants to do and is doing now with her brand, like I tell her, I'm like, this is amazing. Like I need it, I want it. But there's always, people always have self-doubt and they always have like fear of putting themselves out there um, and judgment and is what they're doing really anything Mm -hmm. anyone wants. And so seeing them have that moment of going, oh, wow, I actually do have something that I can monetize here um, is really awesome for me. Um, another, when seeing results happen and then making impact is just the client stories mm-hmm. they end up getting, um, you know, just the impact that you see that you make because basically it's a ripple yeah, effect absolutely. is what happens. Like brand builders really ripple effects by helping people gain clarity
1: on their messaging and what they're doing and helping putting it out there. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. So, you know, there's yeah, can you hear me? You
2: there?
1: Okay, my microphone just got unplugged. Sorry about that. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the world right now. You know, (laughs) there's COVID and not a lot of people are Mm -hmm. grateful right now. But but like, what is something that you're grateful for today or right now in your life?
2: Um, one of the biggest things this is so silly, but it's true is I'm actually grateful for a book that I'm reading right now. <laughs> so um, it's a book that I wanted to read for over a year and I just never was like, no, I'm not, uh, it's probably gonna be super cheesy. I probably shouldn't have said that. But um it has made already in just a couple of weeks allow me to ease anxiety, release stress, create more faith, create more trust. Um, and it's been really impactful. It's called Super Attractor by Mm, Gabby. I love her
1: work. And it is okay.
2: Yeah. So her I bought the journal and I bought the book and I do it every day. And I really think this is gonna be a book that I pick up over and over and over again which the last, normally I don't feel this way, but last year it was Untamed by Glenning Doyle. And then this year, so far, the couple of weeks we're in the new year is um, that book. But I'm super grateful for it. And then now I do a gratitude and future
1: gratitude list. Yeah, again. okay. What does the future gratitude list look like?
2: You know, that came from this girl, um, Jen Gottlieb who her and her now fiance, Chris Winfield, run um, a company called Super Connector, where they do PR, like help people with their PR, um, based in New York. And she posted something on Instagram about writing future gratitude. And so future gratitude is kind of, I guess, a form of manifestation where it hasn't happened yet, but you're going to be grateful for it now and start creating that. So it could be, um, I'm trying to think of what my last future gratitude, I did it last night. I would have to pull out my journal, but if I was to think today of something I'm grateful for in the future, it could be something as small as, um, like, I'm grateful for the mentors yeah, that I have that have helped me raise that, right? Like, that could be something, maybe it's a mentor, like, actually, this is silly, if I'm put it out there in the world. It's not silly is like, I'm grateful that I get to work with Gabby Bernstein. Like now it is on my like list to meet her and to do some sort of branding work with her in some way, form or fashion or to have her partner as affiliate for us. Um, but that was one of the things
1: mm, I've written really I You know, I love gratitude lists. Uh, I'm not perfect at it because my mm-hmm. morning routine, like it's not perfect. I probably do it like four out of seven days a week, but I love to write like a gratitude list, like just grateful that I woke up in a bed today because there was a time in my life where I didn't get to wake up in a bed, you know, as you know, that like uh, from our last conversation, we, I'm a recovering drug addict and you know, now I'm on a mission to like help other people overcome their struggles. So like what, what have you overcome and like, what is your message to the world?
2: Yeah, I think I might have shared this in the past, but um, there's also a company called Crowning Jewels. And I had a girlfriend it was the best gift, one of the best gifts I've ever received. But basically how it works is you send the person's name into them and there's a group of people that pay uh, on that name. And then they come up with a word and then they take that word and they stamp it on a necklace. And so the word that was stamped on mine was yeah. overcomer. And so there has been um, a ton of things I've overcome throughout my life, from you know parent death, friends dying, um, just even um, being divorced, married to someone who had an addiction um, issue. Don't know if they still do. Um, Hopefully they're recovered or recovering. to being fired, to starting a new company, to switching cities 23 times as an adult, like there's a lot of different aspects that I would say I have overcome. Um, the other thing that happened last time too, um, the last, what was the other thing you had? Said um, about what, that?
1: like what's your message Most to first. the world, like your mission?
2: I want people to do what the fuck they want to do. <laughs> like that's it, like to stop second guessing and compare it. And like, I don't believe in, um, imposter syndrome. Like I personally have the approach, my personal belief around imposter syndrome is you're only an imposter. If you remain that way, right? Like if you are going out there and people say it all the time in their career, like, I feel like an imposter. I feel like someone's mm-hmm. going to find me out. And it's like, or you can just focus on getting better and learning and not have feeling like not good enough or mm. that you don't have the skills or whatever. Do so you I think mean.
1: the imposter syndrome just comes from a low self image? Just thinking that they're not good enough. They, they don't, they need the validation from someone.
2: It's kind of like the fake it till you make it right. Like you don't have to fake it. If you take mm. the time to figure it out, if you dedicate the energy and the resources and, um, the c- commit to learning what you need to learn and figure it out. Um, I don't, I don't know if it's self, I wouldn't even say it's self-worth. It's people don't give themselves enough credit. And then when they feel like they don't know something or whatever, they don't take the time to go out and think fig- like, go figure it out, go talk to people, go learn it. So you stop mm. feeling this way. So you only feel that way as long as you continue to tell yourself that and you don't do anything about it. You don't take any action about it.
1: Um, like what are that mindset, like because a lot of people like believe in imposter syndrome that's like the new word of like 2019 yeah, it's like it's clearly a
2: thing. everyone yeah is. it's clearly a thing but it's like one of those yeah, exactly. trendy things exactly. now right it's like i struggle it's like someone just coined it that and then it became this whole phenomenon around it so then everyone says it does it when quite honestly it's just like you were put in the position you're in for a reason right like whoever's struggling there's imposter syndrome in so many different positions but it's like you were put in that circle in that situation in that role in that experience for a reason not because you just fooled a bunch of people like
0: that's not how it works like you have a purpose and a reason for wherever you are in that moment Um, I really believe that And so it might be someone else believed in you and you just have to get up to that, right? Um, Or it may be because it's forcing you to up level and push yourself to a a new level and next of the game. And um, I don't know all the different reasons are, but I just really know that if you're in a situation that you're in, you're there for a reason, you're there for a purpose.
2: There's no mistakes or quit, you Mm.
1: know. Okay, so since there are no mistakes, but like maybe if you were gonna talk to like the younger version of yourself, the 13 year old L, and you wanted to give yourself like maybe three tips of advice, like what do you th-
0: skip college? <laughs> Just kidding. What? <laughs> what
1: what do you what three things do you think you would tell the younger version of yourself?
0: If I was 13.
1: Or any age, uh, you know.
0: Oh, it's funny. See, no coincidence, because that was the year my dad died. So it's like, oh. see, it's not weird. You just pick 13. And that was how old I was when he passed. Um, so if I was to think of my younger self, you know, it's funny because I've kind of always had it since I was a child, like figured out. Confidence—that's mm. like that's something I actually never really struggled with. Um, grateful I had plenty of other struggles, but never really that. Um, probably the biggest thing would be for me around finances. Like my—that's what I think. There's not enough personal financing. It's like I would have been like save more money when you go to college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, do invest at a young age. Um, Like all of my tips, if I think about that myself, and then also go, um, if I knew stop trying to control everything so early on, but I think that's always been a challenge I've had because losing a parent at such a young age, it's like so many things out of your control that you try to find control in other areas. And so I think that was the other thing is like, you can't control what happened. Can't control your life. Stop trying to make all these plans and, you know follow them and just being more at peace with experiencing things or letting things happen naturally versus trying to make everything always happen.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm. Uh-huh. I like that. You know, you, you're talking <laughs> about your gratitude list, but do you have like, you know, another, like a morning routine that you do?
0: Yeah. So, uh, and this is something it's funny. Cause I used to I don't know. Did we have this conversation how I used to like make fun of people, not make fun of them, but I was always like morning routines. Like I'm, I always thought they were lame. I don't know if I shared this. With you.
1: I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Here's why I always thought they were lame. I know seven figure earners um that they literally start their day at like 7 thirty, eight. 8 get ready and then they go to work, right? Like they don't do all of this stuff. So I've kind of always taken that approach. Then about two months ago, I started a morning routine. I don't know why I did. I can't remember what the catalyst for it was, but so now my morning routine is, um, I wake up at 6:30, I do my bottle app. I get dressed for the gym. I go work out for an hour, 45 minutes to an hour, come back shower while I'm showering start playing. I play usually Christian music or Justin Bieber. Um, and then, uh, just love his voice. Get ready. And then I do my reading and my journaling while I eat breakfast and drink coffee. Um, and then I get on my computer by nine. So it's been, and it's funny if I skip that, I see a huge difference in my day now. Like if I don't do my morning routine and I don't start like take all those steps, or if I just, you know, do one or two, it turns off my whole
1: day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get that. Um, I get that. I try and do like my morning routine every day, but it's, you know, some days it just doesn't happen. Like I, I don't like to look at my phone like 45 minutes before I wake up, but sometimes I wake up and the first thing that I do is scroll. And like when I, the mornings <laughs> that are like, the first thing I do is scroll, like my entire day is off. I'm like dropping stuff. Just like every little thing, like is going. They're wrong.
0: distracted all day, for some reason.
1: Exactly. It's just like, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, "What did I? Like, what's different? Oh, yeah, I didn't do my routine, you know. So mm-hmm. I think routines are like important. And again, I'm not like perfect at it by any means, but mm-hmm. I think I think they're super important, you know.
0: Yeah, it helps. So,
1: like, so COVID's going on. And people are probably reading a lot of books. And like you said, you're reading a book yourself right now. But Mm -hmm. what are some books that you have gifted to people?
0: I just gifted um, one of Joe Dispenza's books. It wasn't Becoming Supernatural. It was another one. Um, Now I can't remember the name of it. But that was one. The last book I had gifted was one of Dr. Joe Dispenza's books. You know, I'm not a big book gifter. I'm a big, like me, I have a core group of girlfriends I grew up with um, since elementary school and middle school. And so we were in part of COVID doing like a book club and doing books together. So that was really great. One of them was Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Um, Right now, if I was to gift a book, it's going to be super attractor.
1: Mm. Okay. Like
0: I already had three of my friends buy it. (laughs) So maybe I should have bought it for them. Yeah.
1: Mm, Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. I love her work. So now you got four people to buy it. So
0: yeah, it's the first book that I've read of hers. Um, And so I don't, and I wasn't sure about it, but just reading it, I was like, this is for the first time where like, I'm reading something about manifestation where I think I like it because she provides methods, like steps. Like if you can give me something and tell me how to apply this, I'm all about it. If you just talk about it and you don't tell me how to apply it, I'm like, meh. I'm going to forget about it.
1: Right. Like there's so many books out there that like, Oh, this is, you know, X, Y, Z, but they don't give you a method. It's like, okay, Mm -hmm. that, that sounds great. But like, I just read 150 pages of garbage or Mm -hmm. I listened to three hours of nothing. Um, because I know that's what I love about
2: hers.
0: Sorry,
1: go ahead. Oh, no, I just like, there's just so much garbage out there. So that's that's good that you found the book. (laughs) Um,
0: Oh, there's a market for everyone or
2: everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah, true. That is true. So, you know, if you can wake up and have the perfect day, wake up anywhere in the world with whoever you wanted or alone and you didn't have to do anything, whatever, the perfect day what would your perfect day look like
0: You did this before and i had a hard time with it it's hard because it depends on my mood some of my perfect days i want to wake up on the beach or in tulum and other days i want to wake up in montana at the mountains and other days i want to wake up in italy um and have that so that's really hard for me but basically it's waking up somewhere that is beautiful um waking up somewhere you know, also depends on the day if I want to be by myself or if I want to think about a future person that I'm with. Um, I really don't have like a perfect day. Um, I just know it would be somewhere awesome, beautiful, where I can be outside doing things and enjoying it and active and creating an experience or a memory.
1: Mm. All right. You know, and right now we're so limited to creating experiences. Like is that how ha- well <laughs> okay, we're not, but like just with like with the COVID going on, like I'm in Montana right now, and we can pretty much mm-hmm. do whatever we want, except for live yeah. events. Like I know some people in California like they haven't left their house in months. Yeah. So mm-hmm. how is it in Nashville?
0: Um I mean, Nashville has one of the highest rates right now, and that's probably because they're not controlling it as as much as uh, other places and locking people down. Um, I feel like the weirdest thing about Nashville is just that like, it's not the way Nashville, like you don't walk down Broadway and hear a ton of music and see a bunch of people anymore. Um, that's coming back and it's been in waves. Like it was Mm. actually really nice for a while to be able to go. There's a neighborhood called 12 South and I live in a neighborhood called the Gulch, which are both big tourist areas. Mm. And so it's been really nice on the weekends to be able to actually drive and not get stuck in a bunch of traffic um, and to enjoy like walking around and not bumping into a bunch of people. So I would say the biggest difference would just be less tourists. But as far as how Nashville is, like it's been pretty, it's pretty lax. I want to say, I mean, they're sticking to the rules that are out there for our phase, but I mean, it's, okay. it's pretty lax. Yeah. I don't really.
1: Fair enough. Okay. I mean, it hasn't Just, really
0: changed much of, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mon, Montana. Um, like we still can't do web events. They're slowly coming yeah. back. Hopefully in August, hopefully. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I moved to Missoula to like have like more fun and like go mm-hmm. to live concerts whatnot because Helena doesn't have any of that. And then COVID mm-hmm. happened and yeah. So with, you know, 2021 coming, what do you here. have in mind? Well, I mean, it's here, not coming, <laughs> yeah, um, it's here. So in 2021, what is something that you want want to accomplish?
0: Hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what I want to talk about, what I want to become. I mean, one of my biggest things that I want to, this is like probably a little vain or silly, but it's like, I've been, um, I finally hired a trainer again to work out with four days a week. And it's like, big part of it was I was, um, in the beginning of 2020, I was really focusing on my health and fitness. And then I tore my Achilles and I didn't just tore it once. I tore it twice oh, last wow. year. And so I couldn't really do much, um, because when I did try to do it, I, tore my Achilles again
1: no way
0: <laughs> yeah I was trying to like I didn't want to give up the fact like I really had it in my head that I can continue working out and doing stuff and it wasn't really the case um I didn't let myself it was just like a month after my surgery and so um last year was really frustrating when it came to my health and my fitness and putting on weight and just like now I'm starting over again or how it feels mm-hmm. so really my thing is to achieve my fitness goals um this year that's a huge part for me is just to get it back in the best shape um to be in as good a shape as i was when i was 22 now at 34 um that would be one of my big goals this year
1: mm. okay and so if anyone is- wants
0: to challenge me on an apple watch um i would love that accountability
1: Dude, somebody get there come uh, on be my friend you know, I'll go buy an Apple watch and uh, <laughs> I'll do it. So,
0: <laughs> Yes. Go buy a super tractor and an Apple watch.
1: Okay. Done. There we go. Like, okay. So before there was COVID and I guess in Nashville, it didn't really change. I mean, it has,
0: but I've always worked from home. I've always like my life personally didn't change a ton.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Totally. Like, what do you like to do? Like in your free time? Like if you had the evening alone or a weekend by yourself, like what do you do?
0: Um, well, I do. I started horseback riding lessons, um, last year. So that's one of my favorite things to do is go be on the ranch. Um, I'm a big reader. That's another thing. I mm-hmm. love to travel. So, um, going to check out new places, Um, that would be another thing. I like to be outside as much as possible when it's warm out, when it's cold. If it's not a fun activity, I don't really want to be out there. Or if there's not a fireplace nearby, I don't want to be out there. Um, (laughs) If we're not going to do something fun in the cold, I want to be inside. Um, I mean, it's just basically what I guess you would say most people. But I think the biggest thing that I've really enjoyed is horseback riding
1: and what made you get into that
0: it's cheaper than therapy (laughs) so I um there's some stress that I was you know stress from each week just life stress work stress all that stuff and I I wasn't at a point where I felt like there was so much going on that I needed to talk and sit there and talk through my feelings with someone It wasn't at that Um, I did start that for a little while and I was like, I'm not really, this isn't really what I want or need right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and yes, I've done years of therapy. Everyone should also do therapy in my opinion, but, um, I was just like, I need an outlet of something that I can pull away from a computer, from a phone, from a screen and, um, be outside in nature doing something that also, um, calms me and, uh, is something that also challenges me because I'm learning it. Mm. This is a place where I go is called crossroads ranch in Nashville. And it's a um, Western style ranch. Okay. So the horses are all outside. They don't have a barn. Um, it's not English riding. It's very much um, casual. It's not a super, there's not a lot of frills to it. It's like literally you show up and they put you through the paces. Like they make you learn a curriculum and they send you homework and they test you. So it's very much of a well-rounded approach, which I love versus just like coming and hopping on a horse and doing, you know, a trail ride. Um, but it's helping me learn a new skill. It's getting me outside. And it's something that really brings me joy and happiness.
1: That's awesome. I'm so happy mm-hmm. for you. I haven't been on a horse in, <laughs> geez, uh, probably over 20 years, which like, oh my we- we had horses growing in Montana, yeah. I know, I know.
0: <laughs> like, what?
1: Yeah, and like, my parents used to own a couple of horses, I just never went on them. Um, what? To, why yeah. not? I think it was a fear base. Mm. I think they're I was... so
0: gentle giants, they're so sweet.
1: Yes, yeah. Um, and then I was gonna go riding like one time. Uh, with my brother and his fiance at the time but then like the week before she got kicked in the face or in the head or something um yeah she had a helmet on so she was okay so she got kicked in the head and I think that like just put my fear back into I'm not gonna ride a horse so Uh, but there's nothing stopping me now so maybe I'll go
0: Yeah, it's funny. The horse that I love um, is literally their most stubborn horse that they have um, named Jackson. But for some reason, I just I was like, I'm used to working with stubborn or dating stubborn men. I might as well work with the horse that's stubborn. (laughs) Um, We just have a little love affair going on.
1: Excuse me. I love it. I love it. So um, if people wanted to find you on the Internet, where can they go?
0: Um, Instagram's the best chance would be E-L-L-E underscore Petrillo, P-E-T-R-I-L-L-O. Um, or if you want to check out and learn a little bit more, what I was talking about with the branding stuff earlier, we have, um, a free video course you could go through, which is first step to famous.com forward slash E-P. So that would be another thing that you can do if you want to connect with me.
1: Love it. Bye. All of it will be in the show notes, um, guys and Hey, L. What is something that you're passionate about right now?
0: Passionate about right now. Um, There's a couple of different things. Um, One thing I'm really passionate about right now is also every month trying to find someone in my life that I could do something really awesome for. Um, or that I could help facilitate something really awesome for. So last month, um, you might have seen this on my Instagram, but one of my closest girlfriends um, who is the sweetest angel on earth ever, her name's Fabi in Nashville. And she um, is a widow. Her husband passed away four years ago. She's 34, 33 years old. um, And he died of cancer. So they had uh, frozen his sperm prior to him starting chemo treatments. And so she's starting the process of going through IVF to have, try to have his baby.
1: No way.
0: Um, Yeah. That's
1: super cool.
0: It's it's so cool. Um, but if y'all know anything about IVF, it runs 50 to $60,000. Um, and so she's paying half of it out of her pocket. And, um, I was trying to raise money for 30,000. So on my birthday, I ran a fundraising thing that she has a GoFundMe, um, I can give you the link to put it in the notes, but anyone who donated in the 24 hours of my birthday um, from the link I matched. So it was just a really cool thing to do for her. um, Mm -hmm. That made me really, really happy. And I can't wait for the baby P to be here. Um, (laughs) So lots of prayers, uh, but that's something, it doesn't always have to be money, but just something that like, I know I have a close friend, like what's really important to them in my life that it's like, what can we do to just love on them and add some um, value, like help them achieve that goal, whatever it might be.
1: Mm, I love that. Yeah, definitely send me the link. I will definitely put that in my show notes. That's so amazing. I love that.
0: Yeah. If you all met her, knew the whole story, it's like you couldn't not want to help her. She's just like the biggest believer in love ever and um, just the best person.
1: I love it. I love that. Thank you. Right on. Thank you for your time again. I appreciate it.
0: Word. Thank you for having me. It was good to connect and um, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Mm, Again, thank you guys for being around and experiencing this journey with me. If you guys haven't already gone over and ordered your None of Your Business t-shirt, go on over to Instagram and DM me today. So... Hope you guys enjoyed please leave a rating and review. Let me know what you guys think of the show. It helps me helps you help other people. I appreciate you and I love you and till next time.